Hey, Champagne Poppers, it is just your host, Shelby, and I'm letting you know that this week's episode is actually um, partially a re-release from an episode we released last year. It is episode 26 in season one, and it is all about yearly intentions and if they're important and how to set them or why we um, set them every year. So it is that time of year again where we start to process um, how things have gone for the year and then setting things up for 2023. Um, this episode, I re-listened to it again the other day and I just, there's so many nuggets of information that I think will be beneficial for all of us. So I hope you enjoy. If you would like to listen to the full episode Again, it is season one, episode 26, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. So I have some kind of exciting news that is going to lead us into our topic. Is it your news news? Yes. <gasps> so I'm really, really excited about this. So I'm going to try not to make this story so long, but um, I've talked about before that kind of like life just – this is <sighs> – I don't want to sound privileged, but life just kind of happens exactly how it's supposed to happen. No, I think that's like, that's, that's, I don't think we cut it out. That's like the whole point. Like, so our episode is setting yearly intentions. And one thing I was going to mention on that is that like why it's important is it's literally in the word. Like when you're living an intentional life, life opens up for you. Like when you're clouding out or like letting your life be clouded out with like judgment from people or negative people like life you can't you're in the clouds like there's no way for you to see clearly and like if you're living an intentional life and you have like goals and all these things life truly opens up for you and it might make you sound like a dickhead again back to when I went to the smash room (laughs) and I was like what the hell I don't have anger in my life like this it makes you feel like you're privileged or you're an asshole but like it's not that it's that like you're living an intentional life you're putting in really hard work and like life opens up when you do that. Yeah. So tell your story. So I love the podcast. Her vibe is pretty. And they always say life happens for you. And I so fully a hundred percent believe in that because this opportunity that I just had really just fell into my lap and I'm still shocked by it. So I was on Facebook one morning, which I've been trying really hard to not be like on social media and on my phone in the mornings. And for some reason this morning, I just got on and I usually, I like follow this classifieds in Cash Valley page and I never see posts from them, like ever. And all of a sudden this morning was the first post that I saw. And it was somebody posted, if anybody teaches yoga for like therapeutic type yoga, which is what my 300 hour yoga is in, yoga certification is in. And I've been wanting to teach more private classes. And so I messaged this person and I was like, hey, I am certified in this. Like, these are my prices. If you want to get together, let me know. And we can kind of, you know, go over more of it. Which, can we pause right there? That was like so impressive of you to I know out like that. right like, that's not so weird Taylor. like I know you in the past would never have reached out you've been like wow that'd be really cool I wish I could do that I wish I wish I dared do that mm-hmm. and like you don't give a fuck anymore like, no you give zero fucks and I know really it was so like out of 
character for me. It really was. Yeah. Let's continue. So this person messaged back and they were like, actually, I'm a therapist up in Cash Valley and I'm wanting to start offering yoga to clients. Would you meet with me? And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, sure, I'd love to, you know. So anyways, I met with this lady and we are talking, blah, blah, blah. And she freaking is telling me that they're wanting to create this whole like therapy and yoga program. And they want to do like all these women's retreats and they have all of these offices and they're wanting to expand. So they have three offices right now. And there's one in Cache Valley, one in Kaysville, one in South Jordan. And they're wanting to expand and they're wanting to do women's retreats and all of this stuff. Anyways, long story short... I am in charge of their whole yoga program. I get to <laughs> I get to create the whole program and um everything. So it's super exciting, a huge opportunity. This is exactly what I wanted to do when I got my certification in Logan or in in yoga. Goodness, the champagne. Um <laughs> when I got my certification in yoga. This is exactly what I wanted to do is work with therapists, work with like a wellness center, which is what they're building. I just didn't know where to start. And now I have this huge opportunity to create this whole program. And I'm so fucking excited about it. I think, again, this is just so like when you were telling me about it last week, I was like, holy shit, like this is exactly it. Like this is exactly what Taylor like. Because, like, you started Zoom yoga, and I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, she's got a thing here. Like, her classes are bomb. And then, like, I've heard people go to your classes, and they're like, dude, Taylor's yoga is, like, different yoga. Like, it's just different. Mm -hmm. And I just kept thinking, like, at some point, like, yoga is going to take off for her. But, like, what does that mean? When? And, like, I'm just really proud of you for continuing to be persistent. And, like, you were burnt out all the time. Mm -hmm. You kept being like, wow, I don't know if this is worth it. Like, I actually don't enjoy yoga anymore. Like, there's times where like it was burning you out and you just kept like doing it. And I don't know. I just think it's really impressive. And again, you would never have freaking reached out like that. You would have been like, I saw this thing and I wish I would have like reached (laughs) out. And then you just like did it. I know at like 630 in the morning. Like I don't even know what happened. Okay. This is part of this. So early morning decisions. Yeah. Like being awake earlier really opens up doors for you. So Mm -hmm. like, that's part of what I want to talk about with our yearly intentions and things like that. I know people hate waking up early. Even it makes if you're a awake difference. and you're not working out, being awake and starting your day and like doing things that we're going to talk about in this episode and like just living more intentional in the mornings. I'm not joking. Like so much shit happens. Like how much shit do I get done in like an hour before you like you have do. even woken up and mm-hmm. I'm not even that productive, like, throughout my day. I have too many things, like, too many interruptions, too many people. And, like, you're all alone. It's early in the morning. And, like, I don't know. Your brain's just different. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited to keep you guys in the loop about everything. Yeah. Once I find more stuff out, they're wanting to build, like, a salt cave and Ooh. just do all the, like, holistic healing that doesn't involve, like, medication and Could stuff. we have a champagne popper event there? Absolutely. Can you build that into your program? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm really excited. And this will also hopefully open more things up for me to teach down in Salt Lake so that a lot of listeners can come to classes too, because yeah. I've had people ask me that. So I truly don't actually like yoga, but I like Taylor's yoga. So <laughs> I think a lot of you will feel the same. Listen, way. I just got Shelby yoga blocks for Christmas, I, and I think so that your yoga game's gonna completely change with those. 
I mean, I think you need yoga blocks because you can't stretch all the way. No, they make a big difference. Do you use them? Like, if people are really good at yoga, do they need them? Because I think it's just because I still use yoga blocks sometimes. I just taught a whole class like two weeks ago that all we used the entire class was props. We used straps and blocks the entire class. That sounds pervert. (laughs) I mean, take it how you want, but it was great. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm very excited for your news. I'm excited to see how it goes and how, so talk about how this ties into our episode for us. Okay. So yearly intentions. I'm really sorry. I keep getting random hiccups. So it's the bubbly. I did intentions a little bit different this year. So I am also another. Did you already set yours? Yeah. Oh shit. Wait, this year or next year? Are you talking, are you talking about when you said. For 2022. Okay, so you have set them for next year. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right. So, okay, so I did things a little bit different this year. So another thing that I'm also learning is how to read tarot cards. And I incorporated tarot cards into my yearly intentions. So this is like a crazy story. So I read my tarot cards. So this message happened on Tuesday and I read my tarot cards on Monday for the new year. So it was literally you like told me too. you were like, I just read my tarot cards and it was and like, wild. It was wild, but then we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then this big news happened. So after we get done, we should talk about that. Okay. So our friend Lois, she sent this like tarot journal, like a link for a tarot journal. And I've been wanting to read tarot cards for so long. And I just have never taken the time to teach myself how to do it. So anyways, I ordered this journal. It's super exciting. I'm really stoked about it. And before the end of the year, you're supposed to read your cards for the whole year. Like you just do a single card for each month. And then you do a single card for a whole year. So the card for my whole year was death, which pulling that card for the year was very shocking to me. But the death card is actually one of the best cards in the entire deck. So basically, um, so Shelby and I do like a year of the word. Oh, my God. A word of the year. (laughs) And so that's like. Our word of the year is like what we kind of base our intentions around. So with this tarot card being death, it's kind of like death of all. Is that going to be your word of the year? No. Oh, shit. Okay. No. It's kind of like it was saying like death of old habits. I'm going to have a lot of new opportunities and it's kind of like a rebirth of who I am as a person. Isn't that kind of what the death card is, is like more of like putting things to rest? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, um... All of my cards, I read up until June because I ran out of time after that. So I read the first six months. All of my cards were like about opportunities and about growth and transforming my life. So my word of the year is transformation. I felt like it was perfect. I did Did that. Did you already know your word of the year before you read your cards? No, no. I got that from the cards that I had read. Okay. Because all of my cards were about opportunities and about like just growth and transforming your life. And the seeds that I've been planting for years are finally going to come to fruition is basically what all seven of my cards that I read said. Okay. Oh, anyways, that's my word of the year. I highly suggest making a word of the year for yourself because with my words, I come back to all the time. Like while I'm doing yoga, I will like set intentions around that word. Like for this year, my word was dedication. And I feel like I was very dedicated in everything that I did. So it's just having that one single word that like reminds you why you're doing what you're doing. So with the word of the year, I started this because we went to the Rachel Hollis conference Mm -hmm. and that's when I set mine. 
Um, that was the first time I've ever had like a word of the year. And I know people do that usually like with a new year coming up, everyone starts like, Oh, what are you going to like focus on for the new year? And like, what's your word going to be? And I hear people talk about it all the time, but I never see it, see or hear a lot of follow through. But with the Rachel Hollis conference, she had you set like a word and we put it on these flags. And I said, my word is believe. And the reason I picked believe was because at that time in my life, like I had a hard time believing that like life would be okay. That like people say what they're going to do. Like I have a hard time believing a lot of different things in life um, or that like I'm good enough. And so like, it was just kind of like a really broad word that I could tie into myself, other people, my life, like so many things. And so that's why I had that word. But when Taylor was saying like her word last year and like picking just a word last year, I didn't set an actual word. And I think it's because I was further in my journey of like self-development. I did like a, um, what are those called? Like a vision board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I only did like an electronic version of a vision board. Um, and I had it as like my wallpaper and my word, I guess you could say is you've got this. And so like I built into my like vision board, the words you got this and they were on separate tiles. So I don't think it always has to be just a word. It can be like a power phrase. It can be like a power stance, like whatever you want to call it. But that was one of the things I was going to talk about too on my tips and tricks for this topic is picking a word that you can focus on or a like sentence or like a power phrase basically. Mm -hmm. Like, so having something like that is going to be important. And then also putting it places where you remember it. Like you're not always going to just remember it in your head. Like, I don't know. Don't get it tattooed on you unless you're really passionate about it. (laughs) But like, put it on your fridge, put it on your mirror, put it in your office, on your computer. Just like, I don't know, weird things. I had mine on my wallpaper, on my um, computer. I have um, like sticky notes sometimes. Like, I don't know, just find places where you're going to remember. Cause like, I don't know. Do you put them in places you remember or you just remember it in your head I just remember it in my head but I use it a lot as like but you do like a lot of things where you have to build like yoga classes so you yeah. probably can build it in yeah. a lot more and so what I do is I just remember the word and I would build it into my everyday life so I do yoga every day and so I would do it like for my intention like how can I be abundant today what do I need to be abundant in today um so yeah I didn't I didn't feel the need to write it down, but if writing it down helps you, I think that that's fantastic. At the beginning, when I first started this like word thing, I didn't write it down very often. Like I said, I had like a flag that we got at the Rachel Hollis conference and I had it in like my nightstand and it didn't look cute on my nightstand, but like I had it sitting next to my journal because I was still building my habit. My habit was to write in my journal every night. So every night when I walked into my room, I grabbed my journal and there was my flag or it was like on my nightstand. So like, as I was walking by, I could see it and just like have a reminder. But that was like, again, when I was really fresh and like new into the thing, and I didn't want to get rid of the flag, even though like, didn't look good. But it was more of like a, hey, you're trying to really work on this thing. And like, don't just throw it away and replace it with something else. Like, leave it. It's fine. And like, it really didn't bother me the way that I thought it would. But okay, so with this episode, like I said earlier, it's setting yearly intentions. And I feel like we kind of like jumped ahead on you guys if you guys haven't really done things like this. So what would you say is why you think it's important? I would say it's important because so like people talk about New Year's resolutions and how New Year's resolutions don't work. 
I think New Year's resolutions are great. They don't work if you don't work them. You can't just make resolutions and be like, well, I hope that this happens. You have to take steps to make them work. And if you don't write things down and really have a clear focus of what you're going towards, you're just writing shit down to write shit down. Like, I think that it's really important to have goals for yourself. I've been the person that didn't have goals for myself and it led me down a dark path because I had no direction in my life. So I think it's just important because even if you think you don't have goals, you do have goals. You have things that you want to achieve. If you want to win, if you want to have a million dollars one day, that's a goal and you can make that happen. So I think it's just important to have a clear purpose of where you're wanting your life to go. And we have a whole podcast episode about motivation and all of these things. And you should listen to that again Mm -hmm. while you're working on this if you still have a hard time with it. And so one of the things I wrote down about why it's important is setting intentions for yourself and who you want to be. Um, It's like building a guide. So like having goals, you're building a guide or a roadmap for yourself. Like if you don't have things like that structured and laid out, like you're just in life in life. Like you're not doing anything intentional. You're not doing anything with purpose. You're not doing anything to achieve anything ahead of you. Like you have to always have like a roadmap. Like it would just be like, it'd be like getting in your car and just driving aimlessly. Mm -hmm. Like no one wants to do that. And so I think that's why to me, setting your intentions is important because it does give you something to shoot for. It's giving you like when like you're a kid and they'd be like, shoot for the stars. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that to me is what a lot of this ties into. I don't really know how to explain how or why I got into it though. Like, again, I think a lot of my stuff started with Rachel Hollis. Mm -hmm. I do her start today journal, which I think is a good tip or trick. If you want to start having a yearly intention, you should get a journal or a planner or a notebook or something where you can write out what your intentions are going to be. And you do these things like Again, it's a roadmap. You've got to be building habits with yourself to create the life that you want. And if you're not building those habits and working on them literally every single day, like again, there's going to be multiple. So if you slip up on one, that's fine. But if you know what it is, you can go back to it the next day. Like mishaps are going to happen. And as long as you're constantly working on it, then you're not doing damage at all. Mm -hmm. Like it a day, a week, a month, whatever it is that ends up happening that puts you behind doesn't actually matter in the grand scheme of things. Like you have so many days ahead of you. Mm -hmm. I think it's just really important to have goals in your life. And it's important to come back to those goals. Like don't write down your intentions or your resolutions or whatever you want to call them. Don't write them down and like never look at them again until the next year and be like, wow, I didn't succeed on anything that I wanted to. (laughs) Like you have to come back to them and you have to, yeah, you have to look at them. So how I set mine this year is I really focused on four areas of my life that were important to me. So like the values of my life, essentially. So my four core things that I focused on were before you say that, if you, if her saying this makes you think, I don't know what my core values are again, stop. Like Stop and take some time, like write some notes with what we're saying and like Mm -hmm. take some time and think about these things. Like if you do not know what your core values are for you as a human being, that's the first place to start. Yes, absolutely. And how I figured out what my values were, it was things that were important to me. So 
Like, so one of my core values is financial. And that's important to me because I love to travel. And if I don't have clear financial goals, I'm not going to be able to go on vacations. I'm not going to be able to go on lavish vacations like Mexico was. And that's a very important thing to me that brings me a lot of joy. So that's one of my values. So my four core values are financial health, personal, and relationships. I set yearly goals, and then I'm going back and doing monthly goals to work towards those yearly goals. So that way, throughout the entire year, I'm looking at what my yearly goals are, and I'm working towards it every single month, if that makes sense. That's intense. I know it is intense. I take goals very seriously. I want you guys to know that (laughs) I will not be revisiting my goals every month the way Taylor is. My, I think I structure mine very, very differently for sure. I think I mentioned it in one of our other episodes, like my, like in the Rachel Hollis stuff and like what I write in my journal that I have with her is like, you have 10 things of like who you want to be or how you want your life to be in 10 years. And so like, I write those 10 things And I structured my 10 things to be so big, wild, and aggressive that, like, every time I write that, I know there's little things that... And I think part of it is, like, I have, like, a very driven personality where, like, I don't get off track very easily. And so, for me, I don't have to have a reminder that's, like, really granular. I just need, like, where's where's the target? And I just need to see the target and I'll, like, find my way to it. But what I wanted to say with all of that is, like, There's a ton of different ways that you can go about all of this. Like you can do super granular the way that Taylor is and revisit it every month and constantly write it down every day like I do. Or you can just know what they are and have them written down and just focus on them regardless of like which way you're going to structure it for yourself and your personality type, you have to constantly have it in your mind. Like if you do not have these things in your mind, it's not going to happen. Like you can sit and wish for it. I think I said it on another episode too. Like you can Mm -hmm. wish for it or you can work for it. And like wishing for it will never make it happen. Like you Mm -hmm. have to constantly be putting in work. And another thing is you have to have a growth mindset. And so I don't know if a lot of you know much about growth mindset versus like a fixed mindset. If you are someone that has more of a fixed mindset, I would recommend before you even start this big with yearly intentions that you dive into more of what a growth mindset is and what a fixed mindset is and figuring out if which one you have and then working towards finding that growth mindset. Because if you do not have a growth mindset, literally nothing you set up for yourself is going to happen. If you're a fixed mindset person, you are going to sit in your fixed mindset and you will never evolve and change. And like the way I think about it a lot is like people like my grandma who grew up, like she was born in 1938. A lot of people back then had a very fixed mindset and they don't know how to adapt and change and grow and evolve. They're not very open. And so if you find yourself being more on the fixed mindset side of things, you should for sure decide a, if you're okay with that, because that's (laughs) cool too. But I would highly recommend you look into finding a growth mindset and ways to work on that. Because if you're not in a growth mindset, you will not actually grow or change or really achieve any like the big tenure you have all the money all the things whatever it is in the world and you want this life you will likely not get there if you Mm -hmm. do not change that mindset so yeah and you have to have a clear like roadmap like Shelby said earlier about what how you're going to achieve this so if we use weight loss as an example because I guarantee 98% 
of people's New Year's resolutions are having to do with losing weight, you can't just wish to lose weight. You have to take steps to lose weight. So whether it's getting a gym pass, whether it's changing your food that you're eating or taking supplements or whatever it is, you have to be clear in what you want your goal to be, clear what you want your roadmap to be in order to achieve the goal at the end of the day. Yes, definitely. Do you have any other parts with setting your yearly intention or do you want to go into like I have a list of like tips and tricks because again a I'm not as ahead as Taylor I have not set any of this out for 2022 I was actually telling Taylor this topic really intimidated me I don't know why still (laughs) but um I don't know it just seems really big and I think it's really hard to help guide somebody into setting yearly intentions and why it's important if you don't know where they're at in their journey. And if you don't Mm -hmm. know, like it's really easy for Taylor and I have this conversation and like bounce ideas off of each other and like go really in depth with it. But it's like a big world out into the podcast universe where I don't know where you're at with it. And I don't Mm -hmm. know, like I was saying, I don't know if you have a growth mindset and I don't know if you even do things that have like intentions where you sit and like write out your goals or you do anything with gratitude. Like I don't want to sound preachy and I don't want to be forceful and intimidate you if I don't really know where you're at. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I just kind of want to jump into tips and tricks. Yeah, let's do it. Do you have any other parts with like setting it up? No, because I feel like Mine is very intense this year, but I feel like it's because yeah, I have I'm intimidated right now. <laughs> it's because I have really, really big goals that I'm wanting to achieve by the end of the year. So I felt like I needed to make it a little more intense. Usually it would be like what Shelby does, like the 10 writing down the 10 things. Like I don't revisit it every month, but I'm doing that this year because there are really big things that I'm wanting to achieve and set up for my future. So mine is just a little bit different this year because I am diving a little bit deeper into it. I do also feel like the whole time we've been on this journey together, you have been someone that like the big grand scheme of it all is very intimidating to you. Like knowing that you want this life 10 years down the road Mm -hmm. doesn't help you in your day to day. Like, and I'm opposite. Like, Mm -hmm. so for me, I know where I want to go. Like I was saying, I don't remember which one it was where I was like, as a kid, I just knew like, this is life I'm going to have. And like, I was just going to have it. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to sit and focus on those every day, but like, you've always been opposite. And I think it's good that you've learned that and found ways to adjust it and change how that's going to be. I think one word of advice I'd give to people with that is, I think we've all probably tried that approach before um, of like, my monthly goal is this and my yearly goal is this. And you have to you have to figure out what kind of personality you have because sometimes that works for people. And sometimes it doesn't Mm -hmm. like I'm someone that like, yeah, I will be like halfway in like, fuck it. Like whatever, this isn't working. I can't be too inside the box or structured. If I'm too structured or in the box, I kind of, it's almost like I'm claustrophobic and I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why is, why am I being controlled right now? Like, let me do, do what I want to do and be who I want to be. Um, and so like, you have to kind of like people that like start January 1st, like I'm going to work out every single day, or I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Like they get super intense with what they're setting their goal as. Mm -hmm. That's not realistic. A and B, um, shocking to your entire 
nervous system. Yeah. (laughs) So like if any of you are doing things like that, I would highly recommend that you stop and think about who you are, your personality and like what works for you. Um, and then kind of adjust from there. Yeah. I feel like this is like a very big self-reflection journey is you have to figure out exactly what works for you. Cause clearly Shelby and I are very similar people, but we do things completely opposite with a lot of things in our life and it works for us, but we've taken that time to figure out what actually works for us. Ah, this is what my thought was. Yes. Everything she just said for sure. Find out what works for you. But what I was going to say also is like, So Taylor has these goals and she's going to revisit them monthly. And so she's broken them down very granular. It's like that freaking map quest where it's like, turn right here and Mm -hmm. turn left here. Like it's very step-by-step. What I wanted to let you guys know is like, regardless of which approach you take, each step will like take you to that long-term thing. So like each of those little things, like I think Taylor's someone that wants like little rewards, like little small things where she can see her progress. Mm -hmm. And like, I was just thinking about my, like in the past, my 10 things and like yours was financial health. One of mine back in the day used to be like, I have no credit card debt. And I kept writing it. Like I have no credit card debt. I have no credit card debt. And I had all these like nine other like big audacious goals. And I never fully realized or appreciated that like achieving one of my other goals could help me with the other goal. And so like focusing on those big things will help you knock off the other things on your list. So like I ended up selling my house and buying a new house. And with that, I had suddenly a shit ton of money and I paid off every ounce of debt that I had minus like cars and stuff. But like, it was insane to me that all of a sudden I was like, holy cow, I've been writing that I have this big, beautiful house or whatever I used to say with it. And then I wrote that I have no credit card debt. And then I wrote that I had a Peloton and like, all of these things that I was doing every single day, I didn't fully appreciate that like everything that I was doing in my daily life would knock off a bunch of things on my list. And so you can do it step by step, but just always remember in the back of your mind, like these steps that I'm doing are going to knock off not only just one of the things on my list, it's going to knock off multiple things on Mm -hmm. your list and take you to that life that you want to live. Absolutely. So the tips and tricks that I have for you, aside from the other things I've been saying that are preaching to you are, so we kind of already talked about it. One of them is reflect on wins and losses. So I think it's important for you to like reflect on your past year, reflect on who you are as a person, um, what's been good, what's been bad. And then like any of the things that have been bad, stop and think about those ones a little bit more and kind of like why, like what actions I don't know, be self-aware, self-reflect. And like, what did you do? What part did you play in like them being losses? Sometimes they're out of your control. Um, You can think about those ones of how you responded to the ones out of your control. But I think it's important to focus on those. Um, The next one is reflect on the life you want. That's big. I think that's basically what the whole thing is, is who do you want to be? What kind of life do you want? What kind of life do you want for your kids? what kind of wife do you want to be? What kind of whatever do you want to be like employee, whatever it is that you have going on in your life, reflect on that and see where you want to go. Um, Ooh, this is, I didn't even realize that I wrote this down. Now that we <laughs> talked about it, have a small list and a big list and the small ones tie in to creating your big one. I had a question mark next to it because I was going to like, do a little question thing, but you already went there. So basically, yes, 
The answer is small list or your small list will tie into your big list. So find your why, which actually think we should do a whole podcast episode on that. Yeah. So hopefully you guys will hear from us on that one in the future. I didn't put it in our guide yet, but I think we should add that. Yeah. Um, Set a theme word. We already talked about that one. It can be a long-term word or a short-term word. So remember that like all of these, again, you can structure this and create this however you want it to be. Like whoever you are as a person, whatever you like, structure it based off of that. Find an accountability partner. My girl Taylor is mine. If you guys need one and you don't have one in your life, let us be your accountability partner. Like talk to us about it. That will freaking pump us up. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be very exciting. You asking what kind of champagne to buy was exciting. Yeah, hell yeah. I was so stoked about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, find an accountability partner. I think also getting a planner or a journal somewhere where you can write these things down or um, write more things down with it. So you can do one that's like the Rachel Hollis one. You can do one that's just like a gratitude one that asks you to reflect more on life. You can have one that's literally just lines and you write whatever you want, whatever you want to do, but you should get that. With a planner, I think it's highly, highly important to make sure you're planning your life around your intentions. So if you're wanting to work out, you've got to schedule that time. If you're wanting to save money, you've got to like get a spreadsheet and like break down all of your expenses. Get, I actually have this app. It's called Truebill. And it basically like you tie all of your accounts to it and it basically will like help you budget. It tells you what bills you have coming up. Um, If there's some like a subscription, it'll search your subscriptions each month and tell you if you have any that you might not be using. So like things like that, like invest in things like that. I think I pay like $6 a month, but like that thing keeps me on track. And I also track my money myself, but like it also helps me just like be aware of what our spending is. So yeah, plan your life that way and make sure you're scheduling if it's on your google calendar send google invites if it's in your hard planner is that what they're called like Mm -hmm. a hard planner yeah that's weird (laughs) a physical planner then you should do that (laughs) just make sure you're scheduling yourself time for whatever you're looking for and then i think rewards is very important to tailor i don't know if this one applies to me as much i think reward because (laughs) i'm an enneagram one i do not deserve rewards until I've achieved my goal. (laughs) But that's a terrible logic. But I think that's what keeps me like so driven. Find ways to reward yourself. Like I don't know. Do you have like little things that you're gonna be doing to reward yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. So like one way that I just reward myself right now is like when I pass a test, I can go to the mall and buy a pair of shoes or I can buy a shirt or I can buy like do you have so many shoes at this point? I mean, it's not shoes every time, but it's just like, I can buy myself something Something. and that's what keeps me like, cause I have really bad test anxiety and I'll be like in the test and stressed out and I'll like take a breath and be like, I can go to the mall after this and buy myself something. And I, or I can go to my favorite coffee shop and get that $7 coffee that I love. That's ridiculous to get multiple times, you know, but this is like a special occasion. So yeah, I definitely rewards help me a lot. You have these monthly goals that you're Mm going to be doing. Do you have any like idea of what your rewards are going to be for that? Not a hundred percent. No, not yet. Maybe like a glass of dry farms. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think it's clear we treat ourselves often, 
But I also (laughs) – I treat myself a lot. (laughs) I also don't think I'd be so – I used to never treat myself to this level. And I don't think I would be so willing to treat myself if I knew I wasn't busting ass to Mm -hmm. create, like, a bomb-ass life. Yeah. And I feel like I do treat myself a lot, but I also, like – Like, we have a subscription to wine. That's so bougie. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't – You should open a bottle of Dry Farms way more often than I am, please. Yeah. I mean, I am trying to lose weight. So the drinking is very, very, very rare today. You know, but I follow a page that talks about drinking and losing weight. And I don't know. I think you should look into that. Um, yeah, rewards are a big thing for me. And sometimes I don't have rewards set up ahead of time. It's mostly when things start to get really hard that I'll be like, okay. Like, it's I'll like use school. Talk. Yeah, I'll use school as an example because school is so hard for me. It's so ironic I'm going to school to be a teacher because I hate school so freaking much. I'm not joking. You're not going to school to be an actual teacher in a school. <laughs> You're going to school to be a teacher for other things in life. I fucking, in we'll five see. years, we'll if see. I'm right, you owe me, like, something great. Okay. I don't know what it's going to be. Okay. Um, but when stuff gets really hard in order to – get myself to finish it or in order to get myself to keep moving, that's when I set a reward for myself. So tests, for example, because I get so stressed out about tests, I have to have a reward at the end of that or I'll stress myself out a lot. So it's weird, but that's just how my brain works. I think it's great. I think people should reward themselves. Again, I'm a big fan of Friday Starbucks and treating yourself. Just don't treat yourself to the point where you're putting yourself in debt or you're making yourself in a bind somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my way of treating myself has always been like vacations or trips, like travel. Um, they don't, they're not necessarily tied to something, but I know that like when I'm working super hard for something, I'm doing it because I want that kind of life. Like I'm doing it like just get through, you have a trip coming up. Mm-hmm. And so like I think I try and always make sure that I have something like that so that it's like, okay. Yeah. Just make it through. So my rewards is a reward, but not, I guess. Yeah. Do you have any other tips and tricks that I did not mention? I don't think so. I just really um, want you guys to think about your intentions and make them, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Make them worth it. Priority. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. We've had so many people talk to us about these topics and like, The main reason why we even made a podcast is because so many people would ask us for advice and like, we aren't anything special. We just work towards the things that we want in life. And so I just really want you guys to think about really what you're wanting out of this year. We've had a really rough and traumatic couple of years since the beginning of 2020 to now. It's been a really long road that we've all been down together with this pandemic And it doesn't have to destroy your whole life. You can make life something that is so great. And I just want you guys to think of how you can make your life something that isn't so traumatic and being based off of what the news is saying every day and based off of fear, essentially. I mean, not even that, like not even COVID or the news or whatever's happening in the world, which that's a whole thing. But like, You have people in your everyday life that are like at arm's reach that are doing the same thing to you. Like just because you're in a bad relationship or a bad marriage or you have a bad relationship with your kid or your boss or your work sucks, like whatever it is in your life that's negative, 
You have to do the work to fix that. Mm -hmm. You can't expect people to just change who they are and do something that's going to cater to the life that you want. Like you have to go out and create that life that you want. And if you are not willing to go and create that life that you want, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. (laughs) Keep following us. But like, (laughs) this probably isn't for you because we're going to tell you over and over and over again, like go chase that life. Do not wait for somebody to create it for you. Do not expect somebody, don't expect your husband to change, your boyfriend to change, your sister to change, your mom to change, your boss to change, like whoever it is, you Mm -hmm. have to create your mindset your life and like go after it and chase it hard and work for it every single day, build habits and like truly find a passion for your own life instead of like living in a life that you're not living. Exactly. So sorry for that pep talk. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Anyways, I'm for a friend. (laughs) I'm really excited to hear what your guys's intentions, resolutions, whatever makes it feel cozy for you to say, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. And if you haven't gone down this journey, I truly hope that you will take this as a challenge and Mm -hmm. like motivation to go down that journey and that path and start living and working on that. Um, I, I don't know. I just think if you're not, I wouldn't say that I like know everything, but I think this is one of those things where like, this is a big deal to like, I'm not, I'm not just saying bullshit right now. Yeah. Like, I'm not the only person saying this. Other people out in the world are saying this and like, you probably want to be like them. And if you want to be like those people dive into who they are and what, what habits they have and what they're doing in their everyday life. And if you're not willing to work that same way, maybe not to that level, then you got to like have a lot, a lot of conversations with yourself. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, asking for a friend. (laughs) So full disclosure, this asking from a friend is from me because (laughs) I am truly curious to know everybody's thoughts about this. So we all know I love fall, okay? I go to Bath and Body Works in September. It was like the end of September, beginning of October. I did their six for 25 soaps. And I still have fall scents. I have not been able to switch over to my winter scents yet because my fall scents are not gone. So hashtag asking for a friend. Are you able to work through all of your soaps in one season? Or what the hell do you do with all these half-filled soaps? I'm so confused. I have so much to say right now. (laughs) I'm truly so confused because I still have like sweater weather in my bathroom right now. Okay. First thing, if you already went and bought winter scents before knowing like what your soap, I didn't buy winter was. scents. This okay. Year. okay, yes. Okay. The last time I was in Bath and Body Works was in the fall. Did you buy winter and fall? No, because okay. they didn't have winter out. They okay. just had fall. So if you're what I thought Taylor was saying, and you already went to Bath and Body Works and bought winter, that's a whole thing. That's fine. But you should check your stock to see if you had other winter ones before you just go and spend money. Because, again, you won't have financial help if you go and waste your money on dumb shit. Yeah, no, I did not go buy winter scents this year. very glad that that's not where you were at. But it is bothering me that I still have, like, Halloween and fall scents. Okay, here's what I do. And I think this is probably what you should do. Because you have a big fucking house, and I'm confused about why you're not doing this. Okay, let's hear As the seasons change, Taylor, you can take that soap. And put it somewhere and bring it back out the next year. I know, but then there's just a half used soap sitting around. That's strange. In a closet? In a storage closet? It'll get bad. No. 
No, mm. I don't like just half bottles. Then you you have to be willing to throw it away. I'm not going to throw a half bottle of soap away. <laughs> you can't store it. You're not okay, using so, it. But my question is, do people actually manage to use all of their fall scented soap in the fall season I and all the winter scented soap in the winter season? I think if they have a lot of people come to their house or a big family, yes. But most people know. Like, it's not a thing. You should be storing those and bringing them out the next year. And if you're not willing to put them out next year because you think you should treat yourself for a new one, which I do this, fucking throw it away and go get the new scent. Huh. But do not have a fall fucking scented soap in your bathroom when I come because I've experienced this and it bothers the shit out of me. It yeah, is not fall. I have that. I have it's vampire like, blood in my bathroom. Yeah, you've right had now. it forever. <laughs> no, that was downstairs. That's Gold's girlfriend is downstairs. I have vampire blood in my master bathroom. I have sweater weather in my guest bathroom. Like I have all these false scents out because I haven't used them all. And I'm so confused how people use all their soap in one season. I'll have you guys know that I've been to Taylor's house in like a February, March situation and there's (laughs) been fall scents and I wash my hands. Like why the fuck do I smell like pumpkins? Oh, that's right. Because Taylor won't throw them away or put them in storage and bring them out at the next season. She makes you suffer with pumpkins. (laughs) It's so true. <laughs> this is why I'm passionate because I've been, I've experienced this, but no, I truly think people use them. I sometimes will go through mine pretty fast, but I got like multiple bathrooms and I'm not joking when I say, I don't think everyone in my house washes their hands every time they go pee and that's fucked up. Tony, do you? Because you guys should be using more soap. He does. Okay, full disclosure, I don't wash my hands every time I pee at my house. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's definitely times I haven't. Or like, I'll just run my hands underwater real quick because I pee so many times or like, if I pee at 3 a.m., I'm not going to do a full hand wash. Like, I just peed. I didn't get anything on my hand. I think the real asking for a friend question at this point is, does everyone wash their hands every single time they pee? I guess we have two asking for friends. Because <laughs> if you do use all of your scents in one single season, how? You must have a big family that washes their hands a lot. Because I Or every time they pee. Yep. Or every time they pee. I think that's a thing. Um, I for sure do my absolute very, very best to wash my hands every single time. If I don't wash my hands, I grab the hand sanitizer. That's a thing. But I'm a germaphobe. That's also a thing. But again, put your soap in storage or throw it away. <laughs> Dude, you if you can afford to go on vacations, you can afford to get another six for 24 soap. It's not that I can't afford it. I just don't see the point when I still have a half bottle of soap at my house. I don't think it's a problem to put half used soap out. I do that at the seasons and I guarantee you've come to my house and never thought, wow, this was last season. You probably think, dang, they use a lot of soap. I mean, I guess you probably I never, never really noticed. thought about it. You don't notice those things. That's why it doesn't matter. But it bothers me. Old before new, Taylor. It just bothers me to have like half used soaps in storage. Like that's such a waste of space when we could just use the whole soap. Okay. You don't have that many soaps. You don't have soap in every corner of your house. You have maybe three soaps, if that. (laughs) And don't make every soap in your house a season. That's like what grandmas do. Okay, but then what's what soaps do you use for like, like Fiji scent? I do mine color coordinated. But that's sometimes. summer scent. No, it's not. Did you 
Do your hands smell summer? Kind of. Well, it makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> like a Fiji is a summer scent. Like that's a sunshiny scent. You don't, you think you have to always have a scent on your hands that matches the like weather? Yeah. What if it's vanilla? I that could go hate. I do too. But like that could go anytime. Like there's scents that match any mood you're feeling besides fucking pumpkin that only works in pumpkin season. <laughs> Let me know, <laughs> listeners. I'm very curious about what you have to say. I'm very just curious about the answers to this. I'm curious about everyone and their hand washing. And I want you guys to be honest because if you're telling me that you actually have washed your hands every single time you've gone to the bathroom. You're lying, Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> and that's in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I can't admit it. I'm not admitting it. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed our episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, I'm really excited to hear your guys' responses. So again, thank you for participating so much because it really excites me to know what you guys are doing. We have a lot of fun things planned for the new year. So come to our sure, holiday party. Yes, come to our holiday party. Um, make sure that you're following us because we have a lot of really good episodes and a lot of really fun things planned. So I bet you want to come drink champagne with me. I can promise you it will not be cooked champagne or Andre <laughs> and it will be very delicious. Those of you that came to the yoga event, I know you liked the champagne. Yeah, so for sure. We had a lot of them and y'all drank them quick. Yep. Maybe that was me. So we'll <laughs> have more champagne this time so we don't run out. And cheese. <laughs> yeah always cheese. So thank you guys so much for following us and listening. Um, share us with your friends, keep answering on our polls, make sure you've liked and subscribed, give us those five stars, give us a review. And I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas. Yes. And Merry I Christmas. hope you all have very fun plans for New Year's because I don't have any plans. And I've asked Same. Taylor at least six times what the fuck we're doing for New Year's. And she doesn't respond. And I think she's waiting to tell me that she's not hanging out with me. So I'll keep you posted. <laughs> I responded the <laughs> other day and I said, I don't know what's going on with New Year's. That means you have plans and you're not telling me. I really me. don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, you guys. <laughs> Bye.